Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. You're listening to Rob Kendall. When we talk about sending money somewhere, Mm -hmm. we're talking about printing the money because we have no money. And Casey Daniels. My government would never lie to me, would they? On 93 WIPC. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 6th, six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So James Lankford, he said this morning that members of his party are likely going to have to change aspects of the border security bill they crafted. No kidding. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it, Casey. You said the big no, and I thought, here it comes, Kev. Get your, get your hand on the dump button. He said they're going to have to add some amendments because parts of it, just some parts of of it need to be fixed. Do you feel sorry for this guy? It's like, you know, cocaine Mitch and crying Chuck Schumer went into a closet, crafted this turd, and then said, hmm, who do we have? Hey, James. Yeah. Oh, Jimbo. Jim. Jimmy, come over here. We got something for you. Go out there and talk this up. Sell this to everyone. Well, look, the Republicans made very clear at, at in the end of 2022 that funding Ukraine was the most important thing to them. Mm-hmm. Not you, not your family, not the border, not inflation, not federal spending, not entitlements, not energy, independent, none of that. None of that. Ukraine is the most important thing to them, and they're doing that. I don't know why anyone is surprised by this. When these people speak, you should listen to them, and they're doing exactly what they said a year and a half ago was their intention, which is making sure Ukraine is taken care of and the rest of you people can eat it. So I'm wondering which part he wants to fix. Is it the open borders? Is it the $60 billion to Ukraine? Is it giving taxpayer-funded lawyers to illegals? Is it the $1.4 billion to help resettle illegals in the U.S.? Is it the travel? Is it the accommodations? Is it the work visas? Which part specifically? It should be a reminder to everyone hearing our voice right now about how both sides— And people get mad at us all the time. You're so mean to the Republicans. I expect this from the Democrats. The Democrats are the party of mass illegal immigration. They are the party that is invested in getting as many people as possible uh, addicted to government service because they believe that's their pathway to sustained election success. So they're doing what we know them to be what what is there to comment on about that what is interesting about that they're doing what they've always done and what they have publicly espoused that that they want i am disappointed though in the republicans because they are the ones who lie to us and tell us they are different they are supposed to be the party of border security they are supposed to be the party of fiscal responsibility their words not mine I didn't make them adopt the party platform. I'm going by what they've said, both nationally and locally. And they're doing the exact opposite because those are just words on a piece of paper. They mean absolutely nothing. This is a Ukraine funding bill that they are attempting to disguise as a border bill. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Full stop. It's like the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes. You know? 
Let's just give it a different name and uh, try and sell it to the American people. So Ted Cruz says that there's 0% chance that it's going to pass the House. And then James Langford said, well, 60% chance it's going to pass. I'm with Langford because look at what the Republicans, what is the, they've been in charge of the House for over a year now. Mm -hmm. What is the track record of the Republicans? It's mass chaos. It is an inability to have any sort of coherent agenda. And on the regular, when it comes to spending stuff, Democrats line up with the Republicans to screw the conservatives and go against the promises made by the Republicans when they ran for the House of Representatives in 2022. I'm way more with Lankford and that they'll be able to cobble together you know, seven to 10 Republicans who are willing to stick a knife in, in, in the back of the American people, then the, the Republicans are going to put up some unified front and stand firm. Okay, so we have a list of all the Republican senators who have yet to disavow the border bill. Ooh, let me guess. Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me uh-huh. guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay, yeah. Let's start yeah. in reverse ABC order, shall okay. we, Casey? Yeah, Let's yeah, start yeah. in reverse ABC order. Let yeah. me guess. Can I okay. go first? Okay, yes, yes. Todd Young. He has not said he doesn't like it. Oh, how did I know that, Casey? Yes. Boy. Well, you know, and and in fairness to Spendingberg, he's got to go to his adult supervision and he's got to ask daddy, Mitch McConnell. He's got to say, daddy, how are we voting today? Daddy, what are the talking points about this? Mm -hmm. Daddy, we all know I don't have any original thought. And daddy, we all know that my whole goal in life is to become you. And I've got to do that by sticking my head as far up your ass as humanly possible. (laughs) So, daddy, what are we doing here? And he probably hasn't had a chance to have that conversation yet, Casey. Well, he's been, you know, Mitch McConnell's been busy with Chuck Schumer. He'll get to talk. Todd Young soon enough. It's like, you think that's how it goes where Todd is calling? <laughs> like, it's with your own kids, right? Dad, it was, remember the- Mom uh, said no. Remember the- remember Dad the, said yes. Was it family guy? Mom. Mama. Mom. 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 Mommy. Mom. Mama. That's Todd Young trying to get Mitch McConnell's uh-huh. attention. Quiet, I'm trying to do something, Spendingberg. <laughs> what? Daddy's trying to work. Hi. So you know who else doesn't like it is uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. He said the Senate bill is a disaster. We've already spent $113 billion on this proxy war in Ukraine, requesting an additional $60 billion when we have so many problems at home, including inflation and the border crisis, is reckless. So he's putting his position out there. Uh, Nikki Haley however she's a little bit on board with part of it she mentions nothing though about the money going to ukraine the one part i like about this bill is i like that it strengthens the asylum chart the asylum requirements that's very important we haven't had that and we need that the part that i don't like about the bill it doesn't require remain in mexico which is very important at keeping them from coming on U.S. soil in the first place, and I don't like the 5,000 limit. We don't want anybody to come in. We can't say only when 5,000 people have crossed the border. They need to stay there. They need to figure this out. They need to adjust it, amend it in any way that they can, and they should not leave D.C. until they get us a border bill. And no, we are not waiting until the general election to do this. And it's irresponsible to say that Congress has to wait until a general election because Trump is worried that he's going to lose okay so um but wait, 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 wait they don't they don't need a border bill they need to make biden enforce the laws and you know how you make somebody enforce the laws you choke off their money if 
if they don't do it. It's it's the it's the ludicrous. In fact, it's amazing how much the national government, you know, now mirrors what's going on in our own state. It's the argument, same argument they're having here, where you've got these disingenuous goons down the street from us who are now suddenly the hole comes on his way out the door, finding the strength of 10 conservatives plus two and passing this bill to limit the governor's governor's emergency declarations. Well, one, you could have done that the past four years. But the answer there is the same here. Stop giving Holcomb the money for all his priorities. If you wanted to send a message to him or teach him a lesson, that's how you could do it. Same thing here. You don't need a new border bill. Just make the president enforce the laws of the country. So Zero dollars, Casey. That's how much it costs. Zero dollars. Send none. I thought it was just really interesting that she has no problem sending more money to Ukraine. No, she's but because she is an, a military industrial complex mm-hmm. warmonger. Yep. As yep. are the majority of the Republican Party, as are the majority of the Democrat Party. Again, they're working against you. Both sides are working against you. They hate you. They despise you. I don't know how much clearer. We do this three hours a day every day, Casey. I don't know what else at this point we can do to get it through people's heads of how much both sides strongly dislike you. Well, and it's really interesting that Nikki Haley wants to blame it all on Trump, um, who, you know, Trump has said that it would mean the end of the careers if Senate Republicans voted on this bill. So you've got RFK who doesn't like it. Nikki Haley likes part of it. Trump doesn't like any of it. Nikki Haley is saying that they're doing this intentionally so that Trump can win the election and they go in and change everything he wants to run on it. No, it's because the bill is a turd. That's what the problem is. But here is Senator Mitch McConnell begging Republicans to support this $118 billion deal. My colleagues know where I stand. They know as well as I do that American adversaries in Moscow, Beijing and Tehran are working together to undermine us. And they know that the time has finally come for the Senate to respond with strength. Mm -hmm. Don't you love that his default is if you don't do this, then you're an Iranian sympathizer. Mm -hmm. That's basically what he said there, is that if you don't don't vote for this, I can't say that word, if you don't vote for this malarkey, you're an Iranian sympathizer. That's always the default. It's just like with the education stuff. If you don't, uh, you know, if you don't support this school referendum, you hate kids. If you don't want to build this little league monstrosity, you hate kids. Now, uh, now you're an Iranian sympathizer if you say, "Hey, we probably shouldn't send sixty billion to Ukraine." Okay, so Mitch McConnell is uh, saying that you're a sympathizer. Well, Chuck Schumer, on the other hand, says that if the border bill isn't passed, then you're going to regret it because your children are going to war. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe and a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. This is a U.S. border bill, United States border bill. That's correct. And what was Chuck Schumer talking about? Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. So they've been at Ukraine now for two years, right? Is my math correct on that? They've been at Ukraine for two years. Mm -hmm. Seems like it's pretty much a stalemate, which is what we said was going to happen in the beginning because Russia's military is not strong enough to just steamroll anybody anymore. The days of the old Soviet Union are long gone. And Ukraine, 
obviously, for for obvious reasons, was not just going to roll over and go, okay, come on in. So it sounds like it's kind of a stalemate, which is what we said was going to happen from the beginning. Okay, um, I know we have to get to a break, yes. but we, we, we've we've talked about uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s position, yes. Nikki Haley, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump. Okay, we have to hear from the president. Oh, he has an opinion on this. He has an opinion, and he's playing the victim. We need help. Why won't they give me the help all the time? And now they're starting about the, about the border. It's out of control. You know, to quote the great philosopher and poet Marshall Mathers, but Slim, you're an innocent victim. It's like, do your job, Biden. You don't need any more money. Shut it down. Shut it down now. It's 18 after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You never heard old Marshall Dillon say 23 minutes after 9 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Tributes pouring in for country singer Toby Keith. He died yesterday at the age of 62 after a battle with stomach cancer. His uh, family announced that he passed away peacefully and that he fought with courage and grace. 40 million albums he sold. So he had been obviously very ill, but Mm -hmm. they had kind of downplayed it because remember he he had disappeared for a while then he resurfaced he was like at local mm-hmm. establishments i mean it wasn't as though he showed up at gainbridge fieldhouse he was at, at these various kind of local establishments getting on stage and i believe he even performed last year i remember seeing him do a performance of don't let the old man in uh, at a big event yeah so and he looked obviously different he had lost weight they had i think they had announced he had cancer mm-hmm. but the the and obviously anybody who has cancer knows it's just a, wee, a wave of emotions and things can get better and they can get worse. But they had kind of presented it as though, hey, I've been through this thing. I, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm looking forward to touring again. And then shortly after, he did kind of disappear. And then obviously this announcement came yeah. really out of out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of a shock to a lot of people. Um, a very outspoken guy, especially for American military. Uh, he went on 11 USO tours and performed for troops serving overseas, raised millions of dollars for charity, uh, by all accounts, a uh, patriot and a good guy. Yeah, and he that is probably, obviously, the records he sold and the people he touched through his music is what he's best known for. But also, the fact that he was willing to use his celebrity mm-hmm. to try to benefit and motivate and help others, certainly geared primarily towards people serving their country, you've got to just absolutely have nothing but respect for somebody who was willing to use the 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 star power that was afforded to him for uh, for helping others and so clearly a guy who left a tremendous legacy and was very much uh, revered and loved by pe- by fans obviously but also people in his industry mm-hmm. and and he'll be terribly missed it was very reminiscent though of like Jimmy Buffett's passing mm-hmm. because remember Jimmy when Jimmy Buffett passed there was this this whole thing of it came out of nowhere you open up your cellular telephone and and you saw the news yeah and 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 they had with Jimmy Buffett done a very good job of keeping that under wraps that he had been seriously ill and the same thing here with with 
Toby Keith? Yeah. Well, you knew uh, with cancer, it, that's the way it goes. You have good days and bad days. I had an opportunity to meet Toby Keith many years ago. When did you he, come on to Toby Keith? I. You know what? Did you proposition Toby Keith? I did not. What I can recall from the experience is he had just released Should Have Been a Cowboy. This was early, Toby Very Keith. Very early. And, you know, he was still trying to get played on the radio. It was a very small venue, almost like a VFW hall type you situation. Are, you are drawn to rugged men. Yes. That is your yeah, thing. Yeah, and he had the cowboy hat and the scruff, and he's tall and very handsome. And uh, I remember the dude was not with me. <laughs> of course he and wasn't. so I had my picture taken. Why don't take- you sit this one out, honey? <laughs> I had my picture taken with Toby Keith, and I asked him uh-huh. if he would hold up a sign that said, Hi, Jim. So we wrote it on a piece of paper, and he did. He, did- he accommodated me. He's very, very sweet. Did he ask you who's Jim, and did you say that's my dog? <laughs> Oh, no, we didn't go there. Did you acknowledge that that was I was, was starstruck your... uh-huh. even at that point. Did, so, and that was, I mean, that was 30 years ago. Did you cling to him like grim death in that photo the way you did Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Were you, was your, because I'll, I'll have to find the picture. I'll have to see if Jim still has it somewhere. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was here at WIBC. Mm-hmm. This was last summer, I think. And there's a photo of Casey and her nails are dug into his <laughs> pectorals. Not true. It is like, uh, it was like, wow. I mean, I just go right for it, Casey. I mean, just no, no hesitation uh-huh, whatsoever. Uh-huh. And um, I just wondered, is that the photo with you and Toby Keith? Is that a similar? I, I can't even remember if my arm is around him. I know he's holding mm-hmm. up the sign and I know he had the cowboy hat on and he was, he was young and, and, and handsome. It's and so nice. You wanted, Many wanted... of his fans are truly going <laughs> to miss his music, uh, myself included. So nice. You wanted to send a message to your dog. <laughs> Who's Jim? Oh, don't you worry about that. <laughs> Nobody. It is 927. You're listening. Listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning, 935. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So just a little bit ago, we were talking about Toby Keith and how it was announced that he passed away from stomach cancer. And yesterday, another big announcement happened involving cancer, and that was the announcement that King Charles has cancer. And uh, the prime minister said that his was caught at an early stage. King Charles, 75 years old, he had been diagnosed with uh, something. He had an enlarged prostate, went in for other treatment, and they Buckingham Palace has said that this is not prostate cancer. It's another form of cancer, but they found it when he went in to get his prostate checked. This is interesting because it is a lifting of the veil on the royal family that we have not seen before, up to and including <clears throat> when... Queen Elizabeth recently passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember her the whole thing with her was ke- again kept in the dark, no idea what's going on with her and then the I mean, people had assumed she was very ill. However, she had just days before been photographed doing work. Yeah. And so nobody knew, hey, are those reports incorrect? She's supposedly working. She's not coming out in public though. And then they announced that that she had passed away and for obviously basically the entire life of the the royal the royal family, much of the health of, of kings and queens has been shrouded in mystery, usually because of a 
desire to keep stability amongst the commoners, mm -hmm. right? You don't want, if the people think the king or queen is ill and about to pass away, you could have, you know, to steal a modern phrase, insurrection or, you know, people attempt jockeying for position to become the next king or queen or the people obviously used to kill each other, et cetera. That doesn't happen today. So I, I think maybe they're trying a new approach, which is, look, this is a ceremonial position now. They don't have any actual real power in terms of governing the the, the land and so maybe they're trying to be garner more goodwill than previously they they did because let's face it people don't like this guy be a little bit more transparent the prime minister said they're going to continue to communicate uh, as normal but Niall Gardner he's from the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom says that it's extremely unusual to have an announcement like this come from Buckingham Palace uh, we simply don't know the details yet with regard to what kind of cancer uh, this is, uh, but uh, but certainly the this extremely unusual uh, announcement by by Buckingham Palace, uh, I think, underscores the potential uh, gravity of of the situation. The fact also that Prince Harry uh, is uh, expected to fly over to London the next few days. Um, that that's a that's a very uh, unusual move. After all, uh, Prince Harry uh, has not had a good relationship with his father uh, in recent years. Uh, and so uh, certainly there's a great deal of concern in London, but we simply do not know yet what kind of cancer uh, this is. So they've said that the king has chosen to share details to encourage other men who may be experiencing symptoms to get checked in line with their but public health. Okay, but checked for what? It's yeah. not like he come out and said, I have skin cancer, I mm -hmm. have throat cancer, I have, a, you know, whatever. It doesn't really do what, what would you like us to get? check for hey that's that's great that's wonderful but it's not like they're just divulging all the information um and the the he did the previous um the previous clip you played did hit on an interesting point which is harry has come back mm -hmm. from whatever underground bunker he's living in these days <laughs> and is back in it is back with the royal family which does lead you to believe i mean not that there's any minor there's cancer some gravity to it but yeah that he the fact that he came all the way back that that quick um is uh, probably a bit of a red flag yeah well i'm sure everybody in that nation is just um you know waiting for more announcements to see what it is but i think his point was if you have an enlarged prostate don't just not do anything well obviously a there's, a, there's a certain age whatever it is is it 40 or 45 or whatever where they start encouraging you to get checked on the regular for that. I think it's 45 because I inquired about this in my most recent physical. And I think it's 45 and 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 you should do that. Absolutely. Do those preventative things. It can totally 100% save your life. Okay, so Joe Biden has been mocked after he peer, appeared to uh, confuse the current French president oh with uh, former French president however he said Mitterrand from germany what? so he didn't even get the country right so he's talking about this dude uh kev you're a world traveler so before i try to pronounce this guy's name i'm just going to spell it out to you and then you can tell me how you would pronounce this name are you ready yeah i'm ready i think it's francois but it's F -R francois Fran francois 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 f-r-a-n-c-o-i-s <laughs> Uh, That's Francois? Francois, yes. Francois, okay. Francois Mitterrand. Yeah, 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 <laughs> What's your name? Mitterrand. Francois. Anyway, mm -hmm. this dude has been dead since 1996, Casey. Mm -hmm. And you're right. He was the president of France 
uh, from 81 to 95. Yeah. So we're going to play this clip of Biden where he not only thinks this guy was alive, but initially he thinks he was the head of Germany. Mm-hmm. Let, let's uh, let's listen to President Clueless. People have pled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in it was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, "said You know, why? Why? How, how long are you back for?" And I looked at him, and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the Prime Minister, what would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? Okay, well, first of all, he's so he's trying to do a January 6th Trump insurrection, whatever bit. And first of all, no, no people were killed on January 6th other than Ashley Babbitt, who was assassinated in the Capitol. So she's the only person who died on January 6th uh, or as a direct result of injuries or whatever January 6th. So he's lying, as he usually does. Two... Mm-hmm. Unless he was president in 1995, which mm-hmm. last I checked, Bill Clinton was the president in 1995. Yeah. It is, there's no way he had this conversation. And it's not like uh, Mitterrand was some, you know, uh, super, like in this country, it's not Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. It's not Winston Churchill. It's not some foreign leader that America would easily identify with. And that's where he's going. This is, Biden has lost his mind. I mean, you, Mitterrand? Right. Totally normal. He died in 1996, Casey. Three I was decades in the, ago. I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I am a 40-year-old grown-ass man, mm-hmm. and uh, and it wasn't even like the most recent one. And he got it, you know, confused. And he got the wrong country even. I mean, I think Joe Biden has revealed his superpower. And time travel. That is that he can time travel and he can talk to dead people. Uh, he is, uh, what was it, uh, Haley, Haley Joe? Osmond, mm-hmm. was that the the sixth sense? Yeah, with Bruce Willis. I see dead people. Yeah, yeah, that's your president. I mean, well, he just called Donald Trump the sitting president last week. He also did something else. He was in Las Vegas and he was saying that he was going to get people uh, from here back to Las Vegas. He's just confused all the time, and that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump has recently come out and said, "Yeah, let's debate. Let's debate now because this guy can't even talk." But but. But will Trump let him talk? Remember the debates last time? Mm -hmm. It was like people were screaming at their televisions and radios like, shut up, Trump, because the more you talk, the less he has to talk. Just make him talk the whole debate. Give two word answers if you're Trump. Yes or no. Next. Right. And then let him go. That's what Trump should do. Yes. If, if Trump could, could you know, have control over his body and his mouth and when a question is asked, just let Joe Biden answer. Done deal. He doesn't have to really even prep for the debate. Just uh, show up uh, the, the, and stop talking. He was referencing a guy who died in 1996, <laughs> Casey, mm-hmm. as though he were alive and in the present. Yep. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. He's got the red, white, blue, blue, blue. You, you are 
just the worst coworker in the world. Why me? What are you talking I about? I cannot believe you're about to do this to poor Jason. I hey, you know what? I did him a favor once. He's just returning the favor, and it's not even me. No, but it's a need right now. Uh, so Jason, hello, Jason. How oh, are yeah, you? Yeah, uh, yeah. producer Jason, producer of the Tony Katz Experience or whatever mm-hmm. that's called now, mm-hmm. middays. Yeah, uh, he's going to be filling because Kev is is going to Off what to is it Africa or Australia or the UK, uh, Iran? You're doing a little tour of the. <laughs> I'm going to visit the royal family Egypt, over there. Some very safe foreign countries. So Jason is going to be mm-hmm. filling in as the producer while Kev is gone. Yeah. And he's here working hard and making sure he knows how to do all the stuff. And you looked at him and you were like, just, I mean, in a very demanding tone, my husband has locked himself no, out of the no, house. No, no. Go to my house and <laughs> no, let him no, back no, in. No, 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 no. You remember when I helped you out? I said, I said, hey, Jason, <laughs> do you remember that one time I came and picked you up and helped you? And, and Jason remembered. Yeah. And I said, how would you like to return that favor right now? So your husband has, I don't even know how he did this. because I don't know either. What did, what? Because it's not like you have some lawn. It wasn't like he was out in the out in the yard, you know, whatever. So, Maybe checking so the mail. I'm texting him, and I'm like, "Hey, do you have that picture of Toby Keith? Because we're talking about Toby right. Keith, and the one uh, the one where you said you went and were hugging on Toby Keith, mm-hmm. and then and he held up a sign that said, "Hi, Jim." You told your husband to stay home, and then the way you tried to placate him was said, "Just just say hi to my dog, Jim." Right, and right. We- so I, I I'm texting him. I say, "Hey, do you have that picture?" And and he replied. Back, uh, no, I can't find it. And I said, Well, you know, it's probably upstairs in the closet with all the other older pictures. Sure. And he said, I'm locked out of the house right now, waiting for a locksmith with the <laughs> FML yeah. uh, along with it. Sure. And I thought, what? So he's, and I'm sure, I'm sure he can be a bit of an airhead sometimes. He, I, he's probably, he's probably in his jammies. Yeah. And he's probably not wearing a jacket. Sure. Because he was going to go run an errand. He thought he'd just jump in the car. Right. Go do the errand. Not even have to get out of the car probably and be back okay, home. So right? Jason, here's. So he didn't make it to the car? Well, I'm thinking he's sitting in the car right now. And okay. I asked, oh, so he has heat. I don't know. That's the thing. Well, I haven't asked him So that. we could be well, by me. because we're sitting here talking <laughs> while I should be on my way, but. You know, he said he's stuck outside freezing. Let me, let me uh, lock so, the door, left the keys inside. Oh. So he, so he's but he had his there. phone with him. So we are literally keeping him in the cold longer by doing the segment. Exactly. Okay. So Jason, just, and I know you got to go, but here's what I want to prepare you for with Casey's, uh, Residents, you are in order to get there. This is uh-huh. like going to be like an Indiana Jones quest for you. <laughs> We're going to time you because you will go through some of the deepest, darkest, most scary places in Indianapolis in order to get there. Mm-hmm. However, uh, knowing your past and background, this won't be a mini bother to oh, you. You'll you'll fit right in there. However, yeah. once you get to Casey's mm-hmm. uh, neighborhood, right? It is. I mean, it is fabulous. It is. It, I mean, it is just sky like she lives in a literal sky rise. Mm-hmm. So once like you a get, gated community. So I just wanted to prepare you for this. I think it's wonderful. Uh, there are 9 million potholes that uh, you will have to dodge in order to get to Casey's great. house. That's true. And Washington right now is under construction oh, and it's thanks. just so it's bad. So I just want to make sure that you are prepared. I'm going to take a video of my car before I go yeah. and then when I come back and then whatever damages. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. From the tires <laughs> hitting sure the potholes. you this? Well, there's also been that person who's been spray painting cars in mm-hmm. downtown oh, that's right. Indianapolis. Did you see that? No! Like 50, in a parking garage. 
50 cars. Oh, no. Yeah, Washington 50 Street. cars were vandaled over the past couple days. Could you imagine walking out there and seeing your car this spray is, painted? Well, this is why, because you were not here yet, and you were not here yet. Kev may have been here. Remember when, this was like four or five years ago, there was a slew of people on the lower floor of the parking garage getting mm-hmm, their yeah. cars, their windows smashed and just random stuff stolen. That's so frustrating mm. because there's nothing you can do about right? it. Right? Well, I was driving in one day and a guy was throwing rocks off the Washington Street <laughs> parking garage <laughs> on, about in, onto Illinois Street, I think. Yeah. No, let me just tell you. So I had some girlfriends visiting from out of town yesterday and they stopped by and they, you know, they wanted to see the radio station. Sure. So I give them a quick tour. So they drive into town. One of the first things they say when they get here is, Oh my gosh, these roads are terrible. Yeah. They're from the South. I try to explain it away that that's something that you have to deal with in Northern cities. Sure. The potholes, the weather change, which they're not used to. We get into the elevator to come up to the radio station to give right. them a tour. Somebody had relieved themselves in Ooh. the elevator. Well, that seems about right. It's still there this morning, by the way. Was it number one to, or number two? Somebody, somebody needs to talk to Ethan about that. He <laughs> needs to stop doing that. When you say number one or number two, do you mean elevator number one or number two, or do you mean well, the either, relief? Either one, both. How about both? It Whichever happened in elevator two. It was number one. So we come up here. So wait, wait, wait. Somebody... There was a pea corner? Is There's that what you're still, saying? No, there still is a pea corner. Someone, So someone someone peed in the elevator, mm-hmm. and a day later, they've just... It's still there, I yes, I, this morning. Has someone told Mr. Smolian this? Because Mr. Smolian owns... Now, I don't think he owns the but elevator we, or the garage. We have no soap and no paper For towel like in the days. men's room. For like two days, yes, you're, thank you're worried you. about the elevator. Then we get up here on the fourth floor, and, you know, I thought, hey, the, the balcony on the fourth floor, it's a great place to take a picture. Downtown Indianapolis, they've never been here. You guys need to pose. Great. We get out there. The whole monument circle is under construction right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and half the restaurants that we wanted to go to dinner at were shut down and <laughs> I was like hey welcome to indianapolis that was their impression. So should I go before he turns into a popsicle? <laughs> I'm just kind of waiting on this segment to end. Like it's just going yes, on, and can, on and on and yes, on. Yes, you can absolutely bad. go. Thank you for uh, just good luck. We just good luck Thanks, and let, let us know you made it. Okay. Yeah. I'll report you know back, back. Let us know. Uh, th- thank you, Jason, for doing that. You're your Jim's hero. Well, that's what he said. Oh boy. So the guy get there before the locksmith does. <laughs> yeah. Hey, coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk with uh, we have John Rust who's going to join oh, that's us. That's going to be wild. At eleven o'clock. So you want to definitely stick around for that. We're going to get his impression on what's been going on with his signatures. And we'll he find out. 17,000. Yes. And coming up next, though, we're going to speak with Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capital Chronicles. Yeah, she's got the latest on the Victoria Sparks drama. Uh, this FSSA stuff is still totally out of control. And uh, she penned an interesting column on ballot initiatives. It's all on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.